conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back, as is Jonathan Lally and Mitchell McDonald. Because today we are talking about what we do in the shadows, season one and season two. So it's a bit of a follow-up from our movie episode because these two gentlemen finally convinced me to watch the movie and then also convinced me to watch the TV show. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm 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 great. You know, as great as can be. What are we going on? Like almost four months sheltered in place. So I'm doing fantastic. But at least uh, what we do in the shadows was one of the shows that uh, made it out of production and editing and everything uh, before all of this happened. So I was very grateful uh, to be able to watch that. And it's been kind of keeping me and the other few shows that are still on kind of keeping me sane. So, yeah, Mitchell, how about you? How are you holding up during quarantine? Yep, we're well, I mean, aside from my life being like a technology related shit show right now, as you guys just found out for like the last 20 minutes. <laughs> um, no, it's good. Uh, it's it's we're, we're doing well. Um, we're hanging in there. We're getting used to quarantine. Everything's reopening. Everything is doomed. It's a wacky world. We're all in it together. Um, <laughs> But no, yeah, I was going to tag what uh, he just said about um, this show was one of the, I think it, I was trying to think of any other shows that I've been watching like consistently yeah. week to week uh, during quarantine. I think this was really it pretty much. I mean, there was that whole Tiger King thing, but that was like a binge yeah. that happened that you watched in a like couple day fever dream. That first <laughs> month of quarantine was just like, Season you it's just, over lose your mind uh watching tiger king as we all did but yeah i think this was really one of the more consistent things and i'm very thankful that it was kind of like a nice escape once a week it was like oh it's uh wednesday or thursday we have a new episode of what we do in the shadows and i think it was like a really a really needed uh break of wackiness and silliness and nonsense and i'm very i'm very pleased with yeah. with uh with the fact that we got to to get it because so many of the other shows even on like fx and stuff have been just uh paused or canceled or are not coming out or what have you so it was just nice to that this one was as you said like done and ready to go and just they were able to air it as they intended yeah you mentioned uh, other shows like i was trying to think while you were talking about it and i was like you know i guess like last week tonight i watched but oh, yeah. superstore got cut by one episode uh, Superstore Magic. missed one episode this season and they're going to have it for next season. Uh, and it was like they were supposed to write out like one of the biggest characters, America Ferreira. Uh, yeah. uh, she's leaving the show. And so like that's going to happen at the beginning of next season now. Um, and then Walking Dead as well. Walking Dead, I guess because of how they do post-production, like it, you know, long story short, they had to make the second to last penultimate episode uh the end of the season and then they're airing like a bonus episode next season uh mm. basically as like the the, the 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 finale will be right before the premiere of next season um, weird yeah but yeah yeah. It's, uh, yeah it was nice to get in a long you know long way long story short deanna yeah it's, it was really nice to have the show mm -hmm. <laughs> it was yeah, really nice sure. to have the show 
I will say I'm one of the only people apparently who did not watch Tiger King because I elected to instead catch up on stuff because as you both know, I had not started watching this when season one aired. So I had a little bit of catch up to do with the two of you. And I finally one weekend just kind of went through and watched I don't even know, 8, 10, 12 episodes in one day or something, got caught up to the most recent one. And I've been watching weekly for the last three or four weeks, I want to say. But I think we can dive in and discuss season one because the pilot episode is obviously important when you have something that is adapting something that already came out in movie form because it's not necessarily an adaptation of the movie, but it's a continuation of this vampire mockumentary. And I think the pilot does a nice job of setting the tone for what the show is going to be like in comparison to the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like very similar, but also it's got its own voice. Like I, my biggest concern when I saw that it was coming out, I was like, Oh no, like I don't want them to ruin the movie. And like, you know, that, that, that the movie could ever be ruined. You know, it obviously right. stands on its own, but, you know, I didn't want or, or, or if it, you know, my fear was that another fear that I had was like, what if I hate it, but America loves it, you know, like the rest of America loves it. And I hate it and they haven't seen the original and then they hate the original or whatever. But it really is kind of like a companion to the movie. Mm. You know, it's like a further telling of the lore. I would say it's like an expansion of yeah. it. It's really taking that premise and then just and there's always like a worry there when they when they're taking something and making a sequel to it or like taking I would say this is like taking it and stretching and expanding it because I, it, it it is an adaptation and you can kind of see especially in the first like episode or two and some a lot of the first season uh, some of the jokes and gags are like kind of transplants or ripped from the movie especially the first episode is is very very similar most of the gags but it's just with slightly different characters and you can kind of see how at the beginning sort of like the Nandor character is similar to I forget what his name I forget what Taika Waititi's character Taika Waititi's is Waititi's character yeah, yeah. So sure is kind of like, like googling it right now <laughs> yeah Nandor is kind of like uh, a take of a, 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 a little bit of a change from Ta Taika's character and then uh, Laszlo is sort of a take of Jermaine's character from the movie uh, and Vladislav. then there's also Vladislav the Pope Vladislav that's right. Vladislav yeah. the poker. And Viago. And you and then the, the show introduces the female vampire, uh, Nadja, and also Colin Robinson, the energy <laughs> vampire, and um, Guillermo, the familiar to Nandor. And I think that those are actual I think the three of them, especially going into the second season, I think Nadja and Guillermo are my two favorite characters. I don't know if we were going to talk yeah. about favorite characters yet, but Nadja and Guillermo, I think, are my two favorite characters. I, I love show. Guillermo. I think Guillermo's great. I feel like, and he's very similar to the woman who played the familiar in the film, where they kind <laughs> of, at, at some point, they've kind of had it with them, but it's like this back and forth where it's like, it's like, yeah, sometimes they get annoyed with them, mm -hmm. but then sometimes they're like, you know, Waiting on, uh, waiting on them hand and foot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, yeah, I, it's hard for me. It, I will say this too, like, you, you know, that's one thing that we should mention that like, obviously 
energy vampire was not something that was in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and when I'll, I'll admit, like when they when they introduced the character, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> it's like, this is stupid. And, yeah. uh, and and ironically enough, like he goes on to be one of my favorite characters in the show. He's mm-hmm. so funny, like especially they gave him so much more to do in second season. Um, but in first season, like the episode with, uh, you know, they have so many great cameos in both seasons, but, the there was an episode where he has a girlfriend and I forget her name. She's on SNL and, uh, Vanessa bear, Vanessa bear. She's so funny. Uh, yeah. I love that episode. That was so great. great. Like, you know, they really, they really made that character, um, surprising for me. I was not expecting to enjoy that. And I yeah. didn't really, I think I saw like a very brief commercial for the show before it started. And I was like, Oh, I wanted to hate it so much, but then mm-hmm. I knew that he was involved with it and I didn't know to like what extent. And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we could talk about it a little bit more going forward, but like we, you know, we've talked about, Oh, whether it's an extension, but we can definitely say without a doubt, it's in the same universe as the film. Well, yeah. Because yeah. characters from it show right. Up. No, I'm just saying we could we could yeah. talk about that later. Like, uh, I'm just saying, you know, what it ultimately is is you know in the same universe, and I like knowing that made me like it a lot more. You know, it's not trying to overwrite what happened in the movie. Uh, a bunch of the direct uh, the episodes in the first season are directed by Taika and Jermaine. Jermaine is the showrunner on the show, so it's really his show. Um, so he is completely in charge of it. And he obviously has done Fly the Concords, has done several movies, has done uh, the original movie for this. And he is one of, I was thinking about it, and he's probably one of the people outside of like the Lonely Island and a lot of like the SNL people from when I was really into watching SNL. Probably one of the people that like over the span of my life has made me laugh the most. Yeah. You know, just like delivered like the most joy to me. Yeah. Even the stuff um, he's not in, even the stuff that he's just like has a hand in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's very talented. And yeah. I didn't realize he was the showrunner on this. For some reason, yeah, I thought it was Taika. Um, but yeah, that makes sense since they were yeah. so, you know, I think they both co directed the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but it's his show. Uh, Taika te- did it, directed a couple episodes of the first season, and nice. I don't think any in the second season. I don't even know if he's in the second season at he's all. Not in the, we only got we yeah. only got a. Uh, Jermaine was in the, we got the finale. Yeah. yeah, but I will say that, like, yeah, you're right. It definitely borrows a bunch from the movie in certain like mm-hmm. terms of tone and like some of the gags at the beginning, but it really quickly grew into its own thing. There was, um, yeah. There's particularly like an episode in season two that uh, where they're they're getting the the mailer demon contacting them and they feel like they have a that was I thought like that was one of the greatest things ever. I thought that was I thought that was so funny. Um, Yeah, I agree. The the chain email episode is incredible and it's just <laughs> such a good like i feel like episode the second season so we're kind of i don't know what right we're, jumping we're all over the place, I but i feel like the second the first season is very much them kind of exploring like the world of these vampires and then i feel like the second season is kind of them exploring like outward of that like it's just it's exploring a lot of like other um, types of Type, other types of um, like mythical creatures, magical creatures. Um, yeah. Kind of like what Rick and Morty is doing this season where they kind of just have 
this is a stupid idea that's going to be the premise for this entire episode. So there's the episode, yeah, with the Super Bowl party, they go to a Super Bowl party, or there's an episode where with the chain email, where chain emails were a thing like 15 years ago, and they get one, and it, they're all so stupid that it freaks them out. Or, That's right, because um, he's like reading his old email. Like, it's yeah, it's like not a, it's like not a current email. It's like he's checking his email for the first time or like the second time ever. And yeah, he has yeah. a chain letter and it scares the shit out of him. It's so funny and it's such a good premise for an episode that kind of just writes itself. Yeah, that episode, I, there was like a, a, a like a run of that episode into the episode where Colin Robinson gets a promotion at his work yes. and becomes outrageously powerful and goes mad with power. And then the then the episode after that is um, where uh, Mark Hamill is trying to kill Laszlo. And so Laszlo reinvents oh, himself yes, yes. by going that to Pennsylvania. Amazing. And they had and, uh, we should mention that had the ep- uh, that had uh, the girl from Californication, the daughter mm-hmm. from Californication, mm-hmm. was like the the bar the girl that worked at the bar with him. Oh so. yeah, he has like a romantic fling with her. Yeah, I mean the, the that episode every that. joke was so good. Um, yeah, so the, and he has the he reinvents himself as a bartender in um, Pennsylvania because it sounds like Transylvania. What was his name? Um, Name. Jackie da- and he, his character's name is Jackie Daytona. Oh my god! And he his disguise is like a a vest and a toothpick, and the toothpick is the thing that makes him disguised to everybody. Like Mark Hamill's character comes in on the hunt for him later and doesn't recognize him until he takes the toothpick out. Is an incredible, incredible I didn't even joke. Know it was Mark Hamill until after I had to look at the credits. I didn't realize there because like the makeup on that show, they made him look totally different for sure. And then it's like the toothpick was his Clark Kent glasses. Yeah, it was it was so funny. Yeah, exactly. The Clark the Clark Kent glasses, Kent exactly. Glasses. John, John so Jackie, Daytona. Uh, Jackie Daytona. I mean, did you have so any? Did you, did you have any favorite moments from like the, any standout moments for you, Deanna, about like the first or second season? It's funny because you mentioned Colin Robinson and. I could not stand him for a good majority of season one, like the office scenes. I was just so disinterested in the office scenes where it was just so drab and he was draining everyone's energy. And Mm -hmm. I think his character really picked up for me in season two, because like you guys said, season one was more about getting to know the characters and just kind Mm -hmm. of keeping things a little more within the house and Colin's workplace. And then season two kind of expanded. Guillermo started to leave. And I think it was really funny when he leaves and he goes to this other house that's full of you know these familiars that are going to be turned into vampires soon and it turns out it was a familiar who was tricking all of them and just wearing fake vampire teeth and you see the girls who come home who are the vampires and they just look like these bratty rich kids what's his face nick kroll's character Nick Kroll's character really shows up in both seasons. Yeah, both yeah, seasons. He's, yeah, he's very, he has a, he has a vampire posse that's very funny. Yes. Oh god. Um, yeah, I think that I I could actively feel like the first season I enjoyed, but I I actually did watched a couple episodes as they were coming out, but then kind of left it and then binged it like 
towards I think it was like around when we recorded that first episode of the podcast but I binged the first season and I was like okay this is good and then the second season I feel like I could actively feel that they had like figured out the role of each character in the show and it was really yeah you could it like especially that three episode run that I just mentioned like I was like oh my god this show is absolutely on fire oh god that show's so good yeah, they really just figured out like how to deliver like really they had like really good premises and then could craft just whole episodes over like I feel like take for instance the Jackie Daytona episode. I feel like Laszlo runs away and reinvents himself as a bartender would I feel like that would in normal shows be like a cutaway or like a C plot, you know? Like I yeah. truly feel like that would not warrant a full episode, but in this show they they follow their instincts towards total stupidity and um yeah the, the it season, really it's weird it felt like season two right from mm-hmm. the get-go was more absurd than the first like i'll never Absolutely. forget like right at the beginning of the, the first episode where guillermo's like they're doing like the like montage of him killing all the vampires that are coming to get them because of how oh, they yeah. left last season i was just like what is happening and he's like <laughs> and he's like he's like the vampire slayer and you're just like this is like it's even more ridiculous than some of the stuff in the movie but then you're like you remember that scene in the movie where they're having the fight and they're like the police officers come over and they have them under (laughs) the spell and they don't see them it's like similar to that it's yeah very it's like it would not work in every other show but for this it's just like the absurdity of it all is what makes it so funny Mm-hmm. I think Guillermo was my standout character from this season um, because I think his performance mm-hmm. is just so good because when he has to, it's such a weird line to that his character has to walk because he's yeah. like, he's like Laszlo's slave, basically. No, not, not Laszlo. Uh, Nandor's, he's Nandor's slave, basically, but he's also like, doesn't have to do it, but yeah. wants to do it. Willing but also is he, yeah, it's like Nandor has power over him that is very unclear that is very like that like Guillermo is only here because he wants to be but also he is their slave but then also when he's having to kill all these vampires he's not only doing it secretly behind his his the household's backs virtually so he'll be like killing them like and the the other vampires are so stupid that they don't even notice that it's happening and they're just like Guillermo you're such an idiot and he's like successfully murdering all these people trying to kill them but he's also like very he he doesn't want to be killing them so he's like i'm sorry he's like and he's just yeah. like so good at doing them he, he's like oh, cha, oh, cha, oh, cha. i'm so sorry I'm like, yeah, he's like I'm accidentally sorry. doing it i mean that's like yeah, the way like... that we found out i really did also love the way they revealed it at the end of season one because it's like mm-hmm. at first you're like oh he's just a bounding idiot and he opened mm-hmm. the door and, and chris the vampire you know mm-hmm. i think i think yeah. he only kills, he kills one vampire in the first season right he kills like, no he the, kills the, the baron the so there's an episode yeah. with the baron where they're hanging out with the baron and they have they they're really scared that the baron is gonna uh this this old famous vampire is going to die because they're going on all these goofy escapades in new york and then they make it through the night and they get home and then Guillermo opens the door and it's the crack of dawn and the light destroys this ancient and, vampire. And, and before that, weren't they like in a fight and he fell down the stairs and they're like, oh, it's yes. great, you're okay. Like, thank God. And then Guillermo yes. busts open the door and burns into mm-hmm. a crisp and it was like, mm-hmm. that was very similar to like the movie where they find Peter. Yes. 
uh, you know, like, it's just like, kind of a similar character, yeah. but, but it was like, you know, it was like uh, cheerfully redone in a funny way, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of like pulled in the opposite direction. But yes, I would, I would agree. I think Guillermo is one of the most talented people on the show. And like, mm-hmm. also it's funny because we were talking about Colin Robinson Guillermo's character, uh, the actor who plays him, is billed right before Connor, uh, Colin Robinson mm-hmm. in the credits. I would so say he it, definitely gets more to do. Like, Colin is very much like a background character. He is. He is. Absolutely. He's yeah. like the regular at the bar who lives. And even mm-hmm. it's like hilarious because he lives in like the basement. I mean, right. it's, like, it's like he's and I think like it's almost like he's got it's like who's got it worse, Guillermo or Colin Robinson. But Colin, mm-hmm. I think, like you said, they've given him more to do in season two. And like yeah. I like I always really like when he plays jokes on them like mm-hmm. he's just he's he's kind of gotten to this point where he gets sick of them but then also like he likes to troll them and it's got gotten... like to troll them but he also it, it's he has like a very strange relationship because they like hate him yeah but they also like are his friends and he roommates and he drains them like he has power over them he can gain energy from them so he likes to play jokes on them because he is also like more much more modern they don't really go into his right. like origins at all they just kind of say yeah he's he's obviously a much more modern vampire because the three of them are like old-timey vampires and he is like a normal boring office guy deanna do you like are there any particular like um cameos or like episodes that stood out to you Mm -hmm. over the two seasons obviously you have the you know big sort of dungeon scene where you get like 20 cameos in one episode so you have wesley snipes you have danny trejo you have tilda swinton and you're just like okay the fact that they got blade (laughs) to make a cameo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's just so good. I didn't even remember how many they had, and I ran. We watched. And I was like, "Holy shit! They have Blade, and they had uh, the girl from True Blood, right? They have um, Evan Rachel Wood, yeah, uh, Tom Swinton, Wood. Yeah. the three guys from the original movie, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot just, of people in that episode. Could you imagine being on set that day? Uh, I don't think that all of them oh, were damn, on the same. We're in the same place because the way that that it is filmed seems like they kind of were all in their own rooms, but still very, still very fun. They got those people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The blade, blade was a nice, a nice touch. Yeah, that Wesley Slapes is skyping and is very funny. Yeah, that episode. Oh, and Batista's in that episode too. He's like they, they. He's like sitting in the dungeon, and oh, he's. They don't even, in that. Yeah, he he's sitting in the dungeon in the room before they go in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're in the waiting room. Yeah, he's in the waiting room for the council. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That's a huge. That's a huge one. Fun app. Very fun app. We love. Yeah. yeah, but they've had a lot of really good guest stars. I mean, the Mark Hamill one obviously was really good. Um, the. I like the Craig Robinson episodes too. The Craig Robinson, where he gets a promotion episode, it really leveled up his character in, in, in literally and like for me as a okay they know because oh, right, yeah you guys are a club of like the people that are vampire hunters right like that was the whole yeah 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 sorry yeah, the actor right. craig robinson right. sorry Mitchell. oh you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, craig robinson colin robinson i got confused yeah no, um, I, I yes she said colin robinson but yeah he was in like one yes. or two episodes right like they yes. were doing like the vampire hunters yeah. yes they go to that house and they kill that family of vampires 
<laughs> Guillermo has to kill them unwillingly. Guillermo's like, oh, I have to kill all these people. Um, oh, and then you find out Guillermo's good with all these different weapons, and you're just like, what? <laughs> okay. It just yeah, is completely innate to him. It's great. I think just the second season was really a show hitting its stride in a really good way. I also wanted to touch on my favorite of like the classical vampires. I think Nadja is a really great character. I think just like pretty much every, like, I don't, I think my least favorite character is probably Nandor. I feel like they only in parts of season two have figured out what to do with him because he's kind of. Uh, he's kind of doing a Taiko Atiti thing, but he's also not. And I feel like he gets the least to do that is like, he's almost the straight man, but he's also an idiot. So it's, I mean, they're all idiots, but that's, they're all total idiots. That is a good point in the show. Even Guillermo in a way is like an idiot. But um, I really, Matt Matt Berry is obviously a very established um, English comedian. He's been on a ton of different shows. He's on the IT crowd. If you guys have probably seen that show, probably, like I, that show. Is that um who else is in that show? It's like uh Richard uh, at, uh, Rich, oh, uh Richard Ayoade and Ayoade. um Chris O'Dowd. Yes. And I forget yes. there's Jen's, a woman on the show. As well. I forget Jen's name, but she's also great. Um yeah. that show is incredible. I've seen um, but yeah. like bits of it. Absolutely. Oh, it's so good. You should absolutely you should you would love it. Um it's yeah. very it's also very stupid and workplacey. Um but yeah, you guys should all watch the IT crowd. It's great. That's the next episode, you know. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would love to do an IT crowd episode. I don't know how many seasons. I think it only had like one or two seasons. It was like short. It has four, but they're all it's English, so they're like six episodes. Oh yeah. So it's all you right. could like knock it out pretty quickly. Um so he's on that show. Yeah. Matt Barry's he's on that. on that show and he basically kind of does the exact same shtick. Basically he's like a he's like a total doofus, a total like horny buffoon with a accent that makes him sound civilized, oh, but he's a total crazy person idiot. On that show, he's a little bit more heightened than I feel like he kind of fits in here very well. But I feel like he's doing that. And then I feel like every line that they give Nadja is she's kind of like the most normal, smartest vampire of them, but also is an absolute fool and is like uh, her character sometimes is playing like plays up like the disgust of the rest at how stupid the rest of them are, even though she really isn't that much smarter than it. But I, I would think a good example, I think the best example of that is um, Laszlo has in the episode, especially in the episodes with Nick Kroll has this right. horrible hat that is very <laughs> obviously cursed. It's oh like a witch's hat God, yes. that whenever he wears it, he is basically killed he basically like immediate misfortune befalls him and he gets like hit by a car or furniture falls on him or he ignites or just all these, but don't think just, these ridiculous as well like to other yeah people. just like horror this obviously cursed hat and he loves the hat and she cannot stand the hat and she is so indignant and so upset that he has this hat and then that joke goes even further because in those episodes, Nick Kroll is, plays a vampire character who is obsessed with forming these ridiculous plots to steal Laszlo's hat, which is cursed. So Nadja's like, just give him the hat. And Laszlo's like, no, it's not. And it's just, it's, it's very good. Um, That's, that was one of my favorites. She also in this season, I don't know if this quite worked, worked, but she, there's an episode where they all have ghosts of them, of their like former selves. 
that they like talk to and hang out with. And she ends up putting hers in a like creepy doll version of herself <laughs> that then just becomes a character on the show that she just like hangs out with and talks to. But I love Nadja. I think my my friend Mick, who I was watching most of the season with, pointed out like it really feels like she is a very established comedic actress in Britain who is getting to shine on like a national stage and is absolutely killing it. And they all um, sound, I watched like a red carpet interview with them on like uh, mm-hmm. from South by Southwest last year. And I think it was like the mm-hmm. show was about to premiere and they all, I was expecting at least one of them to be faking an accent on the show, but they all sound <laughs> like that. They all sound just like their characters. That is their real voices for the most part. Yes. Matt Berry, definitely. Nadja, that makes sense. And I don't really, I'm not really familiar with the actor who plays Nandor. I've never seen him before. Yeah. So that also tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to find it and send it to you. But I was if I recall correctly, they all basically (laughs) sounded the same. And uh, I was very surprised. I thought at least one of them would be like faking. You know, it'd be hilarious if like Colin Robinson is like British or something. (laughs) It's like the one that isn't. But uh, Uh, it's funny. He that guy. um, It's actually interesting. So he the way he gained like fame, I guess if you could call it that, but he, he did this thing. Yeah. The, the way he gained notoriety, that actor, his name is Mark Pro, Pros, Prokesh. I've Pro definitely Kesh, seen him in some he, name. So he did this thing, and you guys should absolutely, I probably should have sent this to you before to look up so before we were recorded this, but he did this thing where he called himself K. Strauss, and he was pretended to be a yo-yo. Like, you know how like when you were in like elementary school or whatever, like on TV, there would be like yo-yo masters or like guys who like knew a ton of yo-yo tricks who would like sell yo-yos like at your school. Yeah. And he like would there would be like an assembly and there would be like a yo-yo guy that would come back. So he did this fake character where he would trick local news stations by telling them that he was a professional like yo-yo motivational guy. And then he would go on and he would just like bullshit as long as he could possibly go before they would be like, okay, show us your yo-yo tricks. And then he would not, he didn't know any yo-yo tricks. So he would just <laughs> try to perform them and fail miserably and make the national, the local news team look like idiots. And he did this so many times. There are, there's a very long YouTube video of just like all of these clips of him doing this over and over um, it's very, it's like profoundly hilarious. Um, and it is such a good bit. And so he did that before he was an actor and now he's an actor on this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I highly encourage anybody or anybody that's a fan of the show to look him up because it is very good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely going to check it out. I, I, I want to see all of the stuff that they're doing on the side from this because mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed watching them in the show for sure. Yeah. Um, Nadja, the actress, I don't know what else she's done, but she currently is hosting a show that is on Netflix right now that is a real show that is called The Big Flower Fight, which is a, if either of you have watched Great British Bake Off, it is that, but for giant uh, garden topiaries. So it is okay. a competition show where they, a bunch of these pa- pairs of 
florists, I guess. I don't even know what to call them. I, this is such a strange premise for a show. They have to, they, it's like a competition show where they have, a, they're given a certain amount of time and they all have to make a giant, the first episode that we watched was like a giant bug out of flowers and grass. And it is like a, it, like parade floats kind of, I guess, would be like the closest thing. I don't know. Um, but that is a show that is on Netflix and it is hosted by her. Um, so you guys can go check that out if that sounds fun to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to check out. I mean, I'll check out it. I'll check out something from each of them for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think she's trying to think, is there anything else? I'm trying to think of what else there is to cover. Deanna, you probably have some, some, some nuggets stored away. I mean, I feel like we can't not talk about Beanie Feldstein being in this. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, lucky. right. I'm yeah. Glad for you sure. mentioned that. I was just about to bring her up. I was hoping that we'd see her this season in the new season. I don't think she was in second season at all. No, she wasn't. Yeah. I mean, like, she had I, like a little arc in the first nice season that kind of, she had a nice like and side we arc. We got her roommate. Kind of. That's like, true. Her roommate it, shows up in the in the, showed, the Vampire Hunter support group. Yeah, and they showed like a flashback of her. So it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, they probably will bring her back. I would like to see them bring her back in third season. Yeah, she, um, she yeah. plays a character that is a virgin LARPer who they bring in because in the first, uh, more in the first season than the second season, the vampires are, are obsessed with uh, uh, feasting on virgins. So they go to a LARP group and uh, she accidentally gets, uh, Nadja takes pity on her and uh, turns her into a vampire. And then there's a very fun episode where um, Nadja is like- kinda, She like grooms her. Yeah, <laughs> like taking her under her wing and like showing her how to be a vampire. And it turns out that she has like this special power of invisibility. And then she turns into like this horrible malformed CGI bat creature because she's oh, learning yes. how to morph into bats, yes. which is very oh, funny. Okay. Yeah, um, I love Beanie Feldstein. I love. She's really her. Her. She's probably like very busy. Yeah, since she, the first uh, season was shot. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like you know, I, I know we've talked about. I, I don't know if uh, Deanna, if you ever got around to watching Booksmart. I think we talked about. Yes, love Booksmart. It. I consider one of like the most underappreciated films that year came out. I was. Yeah, so disappointed that that didn't get more love, but she just killed it in that yeah. movie. She's that so good. Movie. She's also going to be playing Monica Lewinsky in the upcoming season of American Crime Story. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Def- um, I've never watched. I don't like Ryan Murphy stuff, but that does sound very fun. I didn't. I the only <laughs> one I've watched from him was I didn't. I only watched the OJ one. He did the OJ one, right? Yeah, it was OJ season one, Versace season two, and I think this is going to be season three. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Got so, it. Yeah, I didn't watch Versace. I heard Versace was a. My mom liked that one. She talked about that one. But uh, he, Ryan yeah, Murphy I like is also. Healthy, so I'd like her back. Ryan Murphy also did American Horror Story, Glee, uh, I think yeah. The Politician. And that new show, Hollywood. I think he does Pose now. Oh, yeah. He was part of He does a lot of stuff. But yeah, she's great. And her star has really risen since the first season, I would say. But uh, yeah. Also, Lady Bird. She was in Lady Bird. She was great. Tremendous in Lady Bird. Um, yeah. Booksmart, absolute must watch if you haven't seen it. It's a, one of the best comedies. And I like that she's done her thing. Years. I like that she's done her thing. Without, you know, you know, because people are just starting to piece it together that she's Jonah Hill's sister somehow. 
Like <laughs> I didn't realize that until I looked it up. Same. Maybe about a year ago. And it was like, but you know, obviously they're going, I forget which one of them is using a different name or their middle name, but um, you know, one of them is not using their real last name. I uh, think Jonah Hill. Yeah. Is... Yeah. I forget what. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think um, I think because I think that's their I think that's their yeah. actual last name. Jonah Feldstein, I guess that makes, you know, I feel bad for her because like when Booksmart came out, they're all like a lot of people, myself included. Like I said, my my description was like, is if it was like you took Lady Bird and Superbad and tossed them in a blender. But, you know, yeah. I think I was watching them describe it and she's like, yeah, but, you know, it's also its own thing. Like you could tell that, like, you know, people are probably comparing it and it really is its own thing. Like, you mm -hmm. know, Superbad, it's its own thing. But Booksmart is just as good, if not in ways better than Superbad for me. And uh, I like it more. Yeah, it's like, you know, super bad. Like a lot of it is like going wrong. It's a great film, but like mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that I would feel good laughing at today. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think it's great it, for what it is, yeah. Yeah, most of it is fine. But I feel like, you know, with Booksmart, it was, like, very smart humor, didn't need a ton of cursing or, like, mm -hmm. dirtiness to be funny. But, yeah, mm -hmm. she was she was so good in that. I was so glad that she, came, you know, that had a part in the show. And I don't know if you had, like, I'm curious to hear, like, if you could pick three people you'd like to see cameo on the show. Like, I've got I've got a list in my head. For sure. I'm curious, like, mm -hmm. you know, off the top of your head, maybe not three if you can't think of three, but like maybe one or two. Like I've got I would love to see someone like Sandler for some reason. I don't know. Sandler. Why. I think he's just like he's on like, you know, this huge kick right now. <laughs> I don't know why. Sandler could be good. Yeah. I... Could be good. He could I be feel good like because he like, well, he's is played so... a vampire before. He's played a vampire in a in a cartoon. That's true. He also was in Little Nicky. I'm not saying that he's like necessary, but I, I just like, you know, after seeing Uncut Gems, I would love to see him <laughs> just like try all sorts of different things. You know, I, I'd love to see him do it. And like, he can be funny in other people's stuff. His own yeah. stuff is always questionable. It's like hit or miss, like his old stuff for sure. But yeah, I mean, I could think of a few other people, sure. I would uh, say, obviously, like the Lonely Island guys, if any yeah. of them were ever associated with the show, that yeah. that would be great. Also, like maybe Mulaney would be good on it, just because I've seen him. Uh, there's a show called Difficult Difficult People. Did either of you guys watch Difficult People? I'm guessing not. But I no. feel like I watched an episode. I don't remember what the premise is, but I remember like at least seeing a trailer or something mm -hmm. for it. Uh, Difficult People is another very, very, like very New York, very like New York gay, like 30 something show where it's Billy Eichner and Julie Klausner and they're just. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. But see an there's there's an episode of that where Mulaney uh, plays an old timey person who rides like a bike with like the big wheel of the front and the small wheel in the back. And it is very good. Um, it just screams Mulaney when I think of him for some reason. Um, I don't know why? There's also, I would say, uh, one of my other favorite shows that is that I would really love to get you guys to watch and talk about. Um, actually, I'll go into two of my other favorite shows and then I'll drop it. One is called <laughs> Corporate. Have either either of you guys watched Corporate? These are both yeah. Comedy Central shows. Cor Corporate is like a hyper stylized like show about like the soullessness of like corporate office culture. 
Okay. So it's kind of like it's kind of like playing off of like similar to like the the Colin Robinson episodes of the show, but it's like even darker and oh, even so it more depressing. Like Anna will love it then because that was her favorite. It's, <laughs> it's really, really. It's like exactly like the crosshairs of like my humor. It's like very like grim, depressing. Like it's really good. What's the um, other one? But the guys. The guys from that show are great. Uh, Jake Weissman is one of my favorite comedians. He's one of the leads. Him and uh, Matt Ingebrigtsen are on that show, and I love that show. Um, and then the other show is called Review, which is a comedy, another Comedy Central show that is about a character played named Forrest McNeil, who is played by a comedian named Andy Daly, who would probably also be a great, who would I would say would be one of the other people who I would want to see on on what we do in the show. But basically, he plays this guy named Forrest McNeil who hosts a show called Review, where he is tasked with uh, rev- giving reviews to life experiences, and it's basically how he goes to do frequently it's like things that are very grim or dark and it's how he and it's uh, the show about him doing these horrible things and also how they ruin his life so it's very good um i really suggest it's kind of like a mock it's kind of like this where it's also like a mockumentary where it's like a tv crew is following him as he goes on these uh adventures and escapades and it's very funny to give you an example the first episode is he is tasked with reviewing stealing addiction and going to prom so he starts stealing stuff and then he gets addicted to cocaine and then he has to find a teen to ask to prom there's also an episode where he gets tasked with eating a dozen pancakes divorcing his wife and then eating 30 pancakes so it's it's really great show those are both those are both shows that i highly recommend and that i think anybody who likes what we do in the shadows for the comedy aspect of it less than the the supernatural aspects of it um and i would really love to see any of the people involved with those shows on this show especially andy daly is an incredible uh incredibly talented comedian. oh yeah yeah oh i i love him yeah Uh, he's he's so funny he's on uh, comedy bang bang he's in he's done a lot of stuff yeah i uh oh you know i think I think I don't remember if there's another comedian also with the last name Daly as well. Um, John, John Daly. Daly. And yes. I feel like maybe he was in an episode this season. I feel like he might have been in one and I don't remember. Deanna, you might have Google in front of you. Uh, John Daly. I don't think so. He was on Curb Your Enthusiasm love, this season. Yeah, I did know he was. I saw that he was on. I don't watch the show, but I saw that he was on this mm-hmm. season of Curb. But uh, yeah. I would love to see him in the show. And obviously him and Nick Kroll and have Nick done Kroll. stuff together. Kroll so, yeah. Kroll so, is great. Yeah, I would love uh, Deanna. Is there anyone you could think of that you'd want to see in the show? I'm glad you guys gave me a little time to think about this because <laughs> I had no idea who I would have wanted to see. But I was kind of going through like the work that Taika and Jermaine have done to see who they might know yeah. who would be game to do this. And I think it would be very interesting to have Dan Stevens on this. Mm. He was the lead in Legion, which Jermaine Clement was on. And then Taika obviously knows Marvel people. Yeah. So I would not be disappointed with there. a Chris Hemsworth yeah, get, cameo. Get oh Hemsworth my God! Yes, yeah. Well, now he and then he's gonna do. He's now done some of uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh. And he's doing. Yeah. He's doing another Thor movie. He's doing the. He worked on Mandalorian season one, and he's also doing yeah. a Star Wars movie. So really, 
the the potential there is really endless. He's got, yeah, exactly. Especially if the show mm-hmm. keeps. I mean, we're very lucky yeah. that it got renewed for a third season. Clap, 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 clap. Hooray! Yeah, that's uh, right. So that. Uh, I mean, I'm good. glad. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, you know, I'm very excited for that, and so yeah. I don't know how long they can make this funny. If if third season is anything like second season, I could see it going for a little bit. You know, as long as it stays mm-hmm. funny and fresh and they keep changing. I mean, like they've shown that it's absurd, just like the movie. Absolutely. It be just as absurd, if not more absurd than the movie. Yeah. So that gives them a lot of wiggle room to do interesting yeah. stuff with the show. Uh, and I think yeah, yeah. The, the tone of it has sort of shifted. Like, I feel because I feel like the tone of the movie is a lot more of that because it's all the, the it's those three new it's like the New Zealand guys. So I'd say it's closer to like flight of the concords where they all have such a drab like deadpan delivery of all their lines but this this show has kind of leaned into like the cartoonishness and the insanity of the and the like wackiness of these characters a lot more so than they did in the movie um so it's kind of given the show like a much uh like a more lively like tone to it i guess even though there is literally a character who is an energy vampire um (laughs) But yeah, I think I think it's definitely found its footing and it definitely is going to key. I, I feel like it's hit. I could really feel like it was hitting its stride the second season. And I, I'm really excited to see what they do with it going forward, especially because I feel like a lot of sitcoms either don't really find their audience or never quite get to maybe never it takes them a while to get to where the show is already now. Yeah. And yeah, they've I done think it so quickly. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for it to go to be like a stronger show for FX, especially um, going forward. I don't I don't know like how the Hulu stuff and how the Disney stuff really affects it, but I really hope that they keep making it because it really feels like it has found its stride and that there's only I, I, I have total faith in them going forward. Yeah. And I wouldn't even mind. You know, I also I'm also a fan of like concise amounts of seasons so like four mm-hmm. to five seasons i'd be happy mm-hmm. with that you know if it yeah, made it to four to five good. seasons like i'd be happy yeah. with that because i think anything mm-hmm. more it can like go on a little too long but, for sure yeah. yeah sitcoms it's hard for them to as we have even seen in the first two seasons like it's hard sometimes it's hard for them to like as they go on the the, the jokes have to increase in like craziness and silliness and it, it kind of can lead to the show sort of becoming detached from like all reality and consequence like I, I feel like that happens very much in like 30 rock is a classic example of just as the show goes on it just turned into like a total cartoon and then you saw like the those creators then made Kimmy Schmidt which absolutely leaned into that so i think yeah it's definitely hard for shows to maintain a lot of that i think the better shows that do it would be like parks and rec and um brooklyn 99 yeah which were really able to find their stride pretty late or pretty early and just kind of ride it out and work on their formula for how they put characters together but i think this show has a lot of potential and i'm excited to see where they go with it yeah deanna is there anything i feel like we've covered it all (laughs) (laughs) it took me a little while to get into this so it was one of those things where jonathan like you i was kind of like oh is this gonna be something i don't end up liking at all and then i was like worried i was going to disappoint you guys if i didn't 
But it took me, I want to say, like a good six or seven episodes to really get into it. And I think a lot of that has to do with because of the fact that I didn't like the episodes that focused on like Colin Robinson's office life Mm -hmm. in the first season. And then once they started digging into the characters more and giving them stuff to do beyond just being roommates and you know it seems like colin is the only one who has a job obviously because he can go out during the day but the others can't so they are always dressed in sort of their vampire garb whereas colin (laughs) robinson just looks like this everyday normal white dude and you really just get a sense for the characters and then they get to let their uniqueness shine in different episodes in season two like when Guillermo goes off and he leaves and he's trying not to be a vampire slayer (laughs) and you have Nausea who is putting a ghost in a doll and befriending a doll and then you have that like talent show episode where her and Laszlo just go and perform and they destroy the crowd and then they finally do a song that gets them on their side and it's just so wild how different all of their personalities are that I think with season two they really did a much better job of highlighting those qualities and all of the characters but yes do we have favorite episodes I think we can wrap up with this because it's kind of hard to pick just one yes I would probably say I mean those three that I mentioned earlier the the chain letter episode the curse um Colin's promotion Mm -hmm. or the Jackie Daytona episodes are I think the strongest three that they've done. I also totally forgot about this and wanted to bring it up because I thought it was very funny in the first season. Um, One running gag is that Nadja has this lover that is, that is reincarnated like multiple, multiple times and always brought to her and always, always decapitated. And in his current form, he's like a uh, a part like a parking attendant in New York whose name is Jeff, and she cannot, for the love of God, pronounce his name. So she's like calling him like Jess, and just her like her flirtation and her romance with him is very very funny, a very funny plot point. But yeah, I would say probably of those three episodes, let's just go with the I think the the chain letter one yeah, is I'm, is incredible just I'm a perfect premise thing. a perfect execution i'm gonna say same thing chain letter episode. yeah yeah um that was definitely a highlight mm-hmm. and i i don't know it's very hard to pick just one but it's definitely one from season two for me and i think it might even be the one where Guillermo leaves and you see everything just goes to hell in oh, the no. house. There's dead bodies everywhere. The finale or, or the, it might've been either the finale or the penultimate, but I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. the finale where they get, they get I invited. think it carries over into the finale when Guillermo comes back and he sees all the dead bodies on the ground. <laughs> and then he realizes they've been invited to this thing. That's a trap. And he just, goes crazy and slays all of the vampires and they're like Guillermo do you have something to tell us <laughs> then they like and, talk shit at him at the end the yeah end. she's like no. they said something they say something but it's so funny he, no 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 uh he uh he's like I am Guillermo de la Cruz I'm a vampire hunter and they're like well yeah but we had to go get our dry cleaning 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so <laughs> They're like, don't care. It's such a stupid show. It's so good. Please watch it if you haven't. I don't know why you would li- listen to this episode if you haven't. But if you haven't, please watch it. And it's funny because like the, the penultimate episode is when they're taken by the witches. And then you have this whole thing where, you know, Colin Robinson is taking credit for something that Guillermo did, even though Guillermo wasn't really into staying at the house or Mm -hmm. anything at the time. And it rolls over into the finale, which was just so entertaining. I was like, okay, they ended season two on a high note. And like you guys were saying earlier, I think season three has a lot of potential, but I don't want this show to drag on too long. Mm -hmm. And I'm not someone who watches a ton of comedies, but I know there are plenty of other shows I've watched like Dexter, where you're just like, you went three seasons too long, buddy. Yeah. Weeds, yeah. orange is the new black. Like, there's so many that went on way too long. I think this needs to have like a good place exit. I think yeah. FX is a pretty smart uh, network, more so than a lot of other ones. Where I mean, I well, they do have they do have it's always uh, sunny. They do have it's always sunny, which is on its like 14 season. But I think it's people still like it, right? Like, it's still. Yeah. It's still good, right? Is or do we hate it? I don't know. I've never watched it. Yeah, I I know people still watch it. I do. Yeah. So that would be kind of the only thing that they've had for like a really long time. But I feel like the other shows that have been on FX that I've really liked, they have been very smart about keeping them, like ending them on high notes. Like I would point to, like you are the worst, ended on a very high note. Was Legion on FX? I think that did the same thing. It was. Legion had like what three seasons? Two or three. Legion seasons? had three seasons. Yeah. Man Seeking Woman is also another oh, incredible God, comedy. Such a great show. I love oh, that show. Great show. And yeah, went out on a very out high note. Three seasons, yeah, I think. Three seasons. So I mean, if there was like network TV, kind of makes me nervous, and some of the other channels kind of make me nervous. But I don't know. I kind of trust FX at this point. Yeah, I think it could so, go four we'll or five seasons. Like it could. Yeah, I think that would be four great. Seasons, four or five seasons, and that would be great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. Especially because they aren't doing like 20 episode seasons right. like mm-hmm. a lot of your ABC, Fox, CBS comedies will do. So they're definitely keeping things tight and it allows for the show to not have a ton of filler episodes, which is nice, too. Yeah, yeah they are wasting, um, wasting the film. Yeah, <laughs> the shorter seasons definitely make it a lot tighter and it gives them a whole year to only have to write 10 yet. And who even knows, like right now with. Uh, COVID and everything, like how that's going to affect their, um, they probably are in the best position because they probably, since they put it out, so so their process wrapped right before COVID happened, they probably have the most time avoiding it and will come into an industry that has already started because there are many other shows that would have to have restarted production before them. So they probably are in the best position for that. I don't know. Yeah. And they are starting production on stuff again. So yeah, with caution. So yeah, we could see. I think this film's in like the fall definitely because it definitely seems very cold and snowy and nighttimey when they're filming it. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they've already like written or they already are writing season three. So, but yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on to talk about what we do in the shadows season one and two. I'm sure you will both be back for season three or season three and four, depending on how we decide to lump them. (laughs) Thank you for having us. I'm getting a call. (laughs) So I guess I'll see you guys later. (laughs) 
All right, everyone, that does it for this episode of Welcome to Geekdom. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so through our Patreon. You can sign up for a dollar a month. That'll get you a thank you on the show. $2 a month, you get to pick a topic that myself and a guest will discuss on the show. For $5 a month, you can join the Welcome to Geekdom Slack group, where you can talk to myself and various guests who have been on the show. If you want to follow us on socials, you can do so at Geekdom Pod on Twitter and at Welcome to Geekdom on Instagram and Facebook. If you feel inclined, please do give us a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. It really does help the show. And as always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.